Let's have some fun with things that rhyme. Welcome, kids. It's poetry time. Welcome everyone to Kids Poetry Club with me, Little Lassie Donuts. It's strange to think that this time last week we were knee-deep in snow. Almost overnight, winter seems to have vanished and we're instead starting to feel a sense of spring. There's a little warmth in the air and even the birds seem happier and are singing loudly. All of which has definitely motivated Queenie and Chicken to head into the garden to work on their long list of spring gardening tasks. I think I'll pop around to see how they're doing. Seeing as I'm not quite at the club yet, why don't we take advantage of this time to do our registration? This is where you get to shout out your name and get a club point for being here. So on the count of three, shout out your name so that I can hear you through your phone, computer or radio. Let the drum roll begin. Here goes. One, two, three. Excellent. Well, I've arrived at the club. Let's head around the back to the garden and check in with Queenie and Chicken. Hello, little Dazzy Donuts. Hi, Chicken. Hi, Queenie. It's so great to see you out in the garden today. I know it's still early March, but there's a definite feeling of spring in the air. It really is. We're so excited because we know what spring means. It means that you can plant veggies again? Yes, it does. But it also means something else. It means that you can sow more seeds into your wildflower garden. Well, yes, it means that too. And we're definitely excited about those things. But right now, what we're really excited about is that spring means the return from hibernation of our great friend Hedgehog. I took a little peek into the hibernation station earlier, and Hedgehog is safely in there beside the countdown clock that's counting down to the end of hibernation. The clock says that there's just seven days to go. That's so exciting. Of course, that also means that we only have seven days to prepare the garden for Hedgehog's return. Ah, yes, I see what you mean. It's definitely looking in need of some love and affection after all of the weather that winter threw at it. We had snowstorms, heavy winds, and lots of rain, too. We did. And so Chicken and I will have our work cut out to return it to its usual tidy state, ready for Hedgehog's return next week. We can't have Hedgehog emerging from the hibernation station to find a garden that looks like a tornado blew through it. We also don't want Hedgehog thinking that we can't be trusted with the garden, whatever they're not around. So what's on the list of tasks you need to do to get the garden ready? Uh, let's see. We wrote it all down on a piece of paper. Oh, here it is. Okay, so we need to hoe the vegetable patch. Then we're going to plant some potatoes, some onions and parsnips. Oh, and and then we're going to clear all the debris that's collected around the garden, like all those fallen tree branches. And finally, we're transitioning inside to plant seeds into pots. Chicken has set aside a section of her kitchen for growing tomato and pepper seedlings. That's quite a list. So the first item is to hoe the vegetable patch. It is. And we bought a new hoe for a new gardening season. It's called a Dutch hoe, look. Oh, I like that. It has a nice long handle. 
really does. It has four sharp edges, so as we move the hoe through the soil just beneath the surface, it cuts the weeds. Whether we move it forward and backwards or side to side, this breaks up the weeds so that we can plant veggies here. Oh, and it also helps us to find big stones that we want out of the ground before we plant our crops. Having no big stones mean nice, straight parsnips and carrots. Not that there's anything wrong with wiggly carrots. Well, I'm certainly learning a lot here. Chicken, while you keep hoeing, how about I get the parsnip seedlings out so they're ready to be planted? Oh, is that what's in those plastic bags? Parsnips? Exactly. Rather than plant the parsnip seeds directly into the veggie patch, we give them a little hand by planting them into these small bags of nice, moist compost. We did that four days ago and then kept them in a warm place inside Chicken's house. It doesn't take long for those seeds to turn into small, green little seedlings. And so now we have bags of parsnip seedlings. Once Chicken has finished hoeing the soil, we'll dig some small little trenches and put a seedling roughly about every 10 centimeters or 4 inches. We'll then water them and wait for the growing magic to continue. That sounds amazing. I do love eating parsnips. Okay, while you do that, I'll head inside and make us all some tea. I'll bring the mugs out so that we can drink it outside while gardening. I'll see you both in a mo. Right, while Chicken and Queenie plant parsnips, onions and potatoes, I'll put the kettle on. And I'll also read our first poem of the episode. This poem is called Spring Back. Here, I'll read it to you now. When the snows have all melted, the windstorms have passed. Despite the chill in the air, the time's come, at last, to head out to the garden and feel warmth in the sun as the bird song announces that spring has begun. The air is now full of the buzzing of bees, and the sound of kids playing floats in on the breeze. The birds that migrated are flying back north, and hibernating animals are with us once more. Trees start to look greener, the grass starts to grow, colourful daffodils and tulips put on a grand show. As the days become longer, we feel life is on track. As we step forward in knowing, we have our spring back. Okay then, I'll pour the hot water into the teapot. No doubt Queenie and Chicken have worked up quite the thirst by now. Let's check on them out of the window to see what they're up to. Oh, it looks like all of the veggies have been planted and now they're walking around the garden picking up branches that have fallen off the trees during winter. Queenie's walking around the garden with a large pile of wood in her arms. Right, now where are the mugs? Let's pour the tea into them. Hang on, what's that shouting from outside? Let's look out the window again and see what's going on. Oh, that's sweet. Queenie and Chicken are dancing in the middle of the garden. They're swinging their arms around and jumping up and down. On second thoughts, perhaps they're not dancing. Let's head back out there and see what's going on. Is everything okay, Queenie? Oh, oh, sorry, little Dowsy Donuts. Ow! 
This must look quite strange to someone watching us from afar. Are you okay? Oh, we picked up all of the wood without realizing red ants had built a nest in it. And so we both had red ants crawling all over us. And red ants bite. Ah, so we're jumping around trying to knock all the ants off our body. Ha, ah, well, I think we've got them all now, though. That sounds painful. Seeing as you've planted your seeds and cleared away the dead branches, why don't you head inside? You can drink your tea in there and also put some cream on those ant bites to stop them from hurting so much. Oh, that's a good idea. We could also plant our pepper and tomato seeds into the pots the chicken set aside in her kitchen. Okay, we'll head in with you now. Whew, that was quite the experience with the ants. It's surprising how quickly someone can move when they find themselves covered in ants. Okay, well, while we plant these seeds and sip our tea, do you happen to have a poem that you could read to us, little Dazzy Donuts? I do, Queenie. In fact, if it isn't too soon, I'd love to read you a poem all about someone covered in ants, just like you and Chicken were. It's called The Ant Dance. Here, I'll read it to you now. It may look like I'm dancing unless you're quite near, like I'm gyrating to some music only I can now hear. You'll have seen me do free dance, some steps of bunny hop, the bump and the hustle, and a little turkey trot. I've done the mambo, the rumba, the salsa and jive. I breakdanced, then stick danced, and then improvised. For a while I did tango, the waltz and the twist. But there's a key piece to the puzzle that you'll probably have missed. And that's the fact that my body is crawling with ants. I have them inside of my t-shirt and inside of my pants. If anyone is passing and sees this by chance, please tell them I'm practicing what I call the ant dance. <laughs> I do like that poem, Little Dazzy Donuts. Although you're right, it may be a little too soon for an ant poem. I can still feel those bites on my arms and legs. Ow! Okay then, how's it going planting seeds into your pots? Oh, we finished that. Look, they're all ready to germinate now. Chicken will keep them in a nice warm spot in her kitchen and soon we'll have some sweet peppers and tomatoes that we can plant outside. Once they're sturdy enough to cope with the cold and the wind of outdoor living. So what are you up to next? <laughs> oh, well, Chicken pointed out that we know very little about ants, other than the fact that some clearly bite and find us very yummy indeed. So we're going to read about them in Chicken's insect book to see what we can learn. This'll be interesting, as I know almost nothing about ants myself. Okay, let's see where the ant chapter is. Ants, ants, ants. We have alderflies... Angel insects, Anaplura. Ah, oh, here we are, ants. Okay, well, it says here that there are around 20,000 different species of ants somewhere around the world. Gosh, and that those ants live in what are called colonies, like a little ant community. A colony could have thousands of ants in it. Just one of those ants is the queen who lays the eggs that turn into new ants. Then there are the male ants, who help the queen to make eggs. And then the others are worker ants, who build the ant community and collect food. Gosh, imagine living with thousands of other ants. 
That's definitely a lot. But what were they doing in your dead wood? Oh, let's see what it tells me about where ants live. Oh, here it is. Okay. It says that most ant colonies live in mounds of soil or sand, but some live in logs or in trees that have fallen down. Oh, so no wonder the ants were all over me and chicken. Oh, we picked up their home and were carrying it around the garden. Well, if someone picked up my home and carried it around, I'd probably be a little annoyed too. I'm with you there. But how come you got bitten by the ants? Does it say anything about ant bites? Oh, yeah, it does. It says that some ants sting and bite, and some just bite. But most ants don't bother doing either to humans, as we're just too big and not worth it. However, some ants just seem to like stinging and biting more than others. It says that a good example is the red wood ant. They tend to build huge mounds for pine needles, branches, and dead wood on the edge of forests and pathways. And if they're disturbed, they become quite aggressive and bite. Well, that definitely sounds like our ants. Just our luck to find a colony of red ants in our garden. It sounds like you were unlucky. Still, I'm sure that ants are helpful to you as a gardener. They are. They do a great job of aerating the soil, and so they help to get important oxygen into the soil so the plants can grow. They also help with speeding up the decomposition of dead leaves and other organic matter so a garden stays healthy. All in all, a few ant bites does seem worth it to us as gardeners. Just so long as those ants stay outside where they belong, we certainly don't want them in the house. You're right there. Talking of having insects in the house, I know a poem about that. But it's not about ants, it's about bees. The poem is called Bee in the Kitchen. Here, I'll read it to you now. Imagine the surprise of it first dropping in through the open window to a new world within. Imagine the fun of it buzzing around, visiting pots on the stove and the bubbling pans. Imagine the fun of it watching me bake as it flies over bread rolls and freshly iced cakes. Imagine it landing as I make something yummy and the pride that it feels when I open the honey. Imagine if my new friend would like to pitch in. Do you see now why I just want a bee in the kitchen? I do like that pub, Little Dazzy Donuts. Okay, then we better head back outside and continue our gardening. The clock is still counting down, and we want to make sure the garden is ready for Hedgehog's return next week. <laughs> okay, you two head back outside, and I'll come join you after first thanking everyone for joining us today. Don't forget that there are lots of ways to join in with the club. If you go to kidspoetryclub.com, you can see the Podsnack video for the episode, plus there's information on how to send your poetry and art into the club, including entering into the current competition on the topic of friends and family. We can't wait to see what you send in. It's been so lovely to spend time with you. Thank you for joining me, Queenie and Chicken. I hope you enjoyed yourself and hope you'll be back for more next time the club meets. Join us again next week when we'll have a new topic and brand new poems. As always, let's finish with our short goodbye poem. We've had some fun with things that rhymed. Goodbye, kids. Until next time. This is Little Dassy Donuts saying 
Keep rhyming. <laughs>